Hi, everyone. You are now tuning in to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We present our final discussion with our special guest, senior talent sourcer over at Paramount, Jay Garcia. We hope you enjoy part two of our discussion. Thank you for joining us today. Did you have a mentor to help inspire you in what you're doing? But if you're going to, you know, it sounds like you have that on the casting side to learn more about it and really, you know, doing a deeper dive into that, but to get into the talent portion of it and the recruitment and everything, did you have a mentor before that? I, I did. Been- I did. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first got into recruiting, I, back in 94, I call her like my second mom because she's feels kind of like my second mom. She was yeah. basically mentoring to be the best of I can be and what I do. And I probably have to thank her for for being where I am now because if it wasn't her for her mentorship and her training, I probably would be doing something totally different. Now and, who is this? Who is this that you're mentoring? Uh, her name is Belinda Armour. And she, you know, I have I've kind of lost touch with her. I haven't talked to her in a while, but we still keep in touch on Facebook. She's actually living in Arizona now, but she was actually living here in Seattle. Nice. And, um we just kind of she mentored me for about six years six years five or six years and then um there were some other senior folks in at the time when I was still just a rookie in the game um that I was following on LinkedIn and I would just reach out to them and just kind of meet up with them and I would ask them to train me and just you know, tell me like, how do you become an expert in your game? And I think honestly, if you want to be best at your game, you got to hang out with people that are better than you. You can't hang out with people that are in the same yeah. pond or on the same level because you're you're just basically learning the same thing. If you if want to that love- person, if there's nobody in your circle that intimidates you professionally, you need to change your circle. Yeah, if they make you uncomfortable. At least one person. Yeah, if you don't have that one person that you are just like, God, I want to be like them, you know, or dang, I need to like work harder so I can get to where the level they're at. You need to change your circle. And it took took a lot of, um, you know, off hours and volunteering and learning um, to do what I do because- I, I want to be the best, right? And when you are really um, passionate about something or you're really wanting to learn something, you, you're going to put in those hours. Whether you're working on a Saturday or a Sunday you want to be, and you want to be the best, you're going to, you're going to do it, right? Yes. Now, if you're not really motivated to do what you're doing, then I suggest you reconsider looking at another career or looking at another role because in the, in the long run, you're, you're going to end up leaving you know, because you want to, you're not satisfied with what you do. And I think you just Mm got to love what you do in order for you to, to be the best at what you can be, you know? So I, I've always had those mentors. I've always had those people's and I still, I still have some folks that, that I keep in touch with that keep me motivated to do what I do and why I appreciate this job so much, you know, and being where I'm at. Because if it wasn't those guys that keep me motivated, I I probably would be, I don't know, doing something totally different to keep me motivated and probably wouldn't be good, 
you know. (laughs) Well, I will say in the short amount of time that I've known you, you are definitely very inspirational. Um, And I'm, I'm so honored that you came on here just to speak because from the conversations that me and you have, which last for hours at a time, you know, (laughs) you, you can just tell that you're a very positive person and very driven, which is important um, in any industry. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, can you tell us um, going back to when you were speaking earlier about the training that you helped with? Because I know that you actually train up your team. You have yeah. one. I think it's how a, to brand yourself, like with this beautiful background and other elements that has helped. Cool. I, I just um, landed uh, this project, and I'm sort of spearheading it now. And my my VP was generous enough to let me manage it. Mm-hmm. So what I do is, um, and it's it, it's it involves our international um, employees and domestic. So it's a global thing. And so what I'm doing is training all of our employees to who want to sign up, right? Because it's, they're all, it's all on this kind of like what you're doing now. It's kind of like more like a Zoom thing session. So I'm setting up these sessions um, from now until the end of the year. And hopefully Mm -hmm. we can keep going, but it's basically training our employees to be brand ambassadors uh, for the company, as well as being brand ambassadors for themselves. Um, love that. Love and, and it. Utilizing LinkedIn, because LinkedIn is a powerful tool that you can use to network with other um, people in your industry or just in other industries um, and just see what's, what's happening out there. Because I think LinkedIn is very well informed and they have just a wealth of knowledge of what's happening in the industry, whether it be entertainment or in e-commerce or travel or, I don't know, quantum computing. They have just Mm -hmm. a wealth of connections and you can network with all these folks in one place, you know, on that social platform. So I'm training all of our employees to become brand ambassadors online as well as um, offline by, you know, tuning their their LinkedIn profiles to how, how they want it. And they have to be creative with it, you know, because I don't yeah. want them to be just all the same. I, I'm not training them to be, you know, the same as me. I want it to be, utilize your creativity. Put, yeah. you know, it is your online resume, so you can just, you know, do what you you do with it. But as far as in branding, you know, we, we you know, we'd hope that they would put, you know, our Paramount logos, since they are currently working for us, that they, they put their Paramount logos up and, you know, mm-hmm. keep backgrounds up to date, you know, update their pictures or profiles, um, you know, maybe feature some of our, our, our B-reels or our highlights of our, our movies or fa- their favorite TV shows that they like to watch um, so Absolutely. that people can, can encourage them to go be engaged on their profile and see what they do. And hopefully that they will look into Paramount and see, you know, that see what we're doing as far as in a brand or as, you know, as, as far as in what they're doing as well you know, in, in their role at, at Paramount. So that's- And it was funny because when me and you connected on uh, LinkedIn, and that was one of the reasons why I reached out was how great your profile looked. And I was like, I found myself clicking on every job that you had and all of the reels, you know? So it's definitely very effective on how you package yourself on that platform. And I think a lot of people need to, yeah, I think a lot of people need to utilize LinkedIn more Um on the professional side, you know? 
some people might post like cat stories or whatever, but they'll somehow tie it back to workforce, right? <laughs> it's just really funny. So and, um you you know, I wanted um sorry, Bonte didn't mean to interrupt, but I no, absolutely just wanted to say that, you know, it, it's a small world, you know, especially with the technology that we have today, you know. Um, you know, watch what you put on. You, you know, mm -hmm. I always say be conscious of what you put on online because it's out there once it's out there it's out there and everybody knows about your life or whatever you want to put on there absolutely but if you want to you know establish a brand for yourself um then you know might want to be conscious of what you put out because it is a small world and once you put out it's it's almost instantaneous the whole world knows what what it is you know, absolutely and not retract that back you know it's almost kind of like tainting your your whole reputation and your brand of who you are, you know, as a professional. So I'd say anybody listening, just do what a lot of celebrities do and have brand awareness. They are very cautious about how they will be uh, reflecting um, on their brand. You know, I tell people that is the most important thing. They don't allow anybody to lean into negative negativity on your brand don't don't align yourself with it or anything like that to mm -hmm. be honest you are the person you're your own brand ambassador i think that's a good one jay that you mentioned you are your own brand ambassador and a lot of people just does they just don't get that you know i always refrain from responding to certain things even if it gets me angry or something like that i'm like you know what i'm gonna let that go i'm not gonna respond to that I'm not going to engage it because people will screenshot stuff in a minute and only screenshot half of the conversation. They could like curse you out online, but your response is what they'll put out. Like, oh, look what they said. And this is so heartless. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sometimes things get, you know, misunderstood. You know, a yeah. lot of things do get misunderstood when you're, when somebody posts online, you know, because it's mm -hmm. so much different when you're talking to somebody, you know, in real time versus mm -hmm. online and just reading the text because a lot of people can misinterpret that, you know, mm -hmm. um, in so many different ways. So it's kind of like say, you know, a picture says a thousand words, kind of like that, you know, when somebody posts yeah. a text or a post something online, they can interpret it in so many different ways that it gets so misunderstood, right? And so maybe many. that was your intention to, to mm -hmm. mean it, but a lot of people kind of tend to make up their own kind of um you know their own whatever you thought you said you know in their own mind so absolutely I, that's why I always say you know be careful of what you say because a lot of people misunderstand things you mm -hmm. know it's all about being transparent in communication but you know um just watch what you say because you are your and we don't have the luxury of having PR folks yeah, or to, <laughs> like, delete to do all that. that stuff for us. Um, yeah. So we have to be our own brand ambassadors, our own PR people to to market ourselves or to brand ourselves of who we are. And now a word from one of our sponsors. 
After starting my podcast, I needed to hire the pros to market the content. Are you looking for digital success? Look no further. World Boss HQ is your strategic partner. Their experts turn your vision into a digital masterpiece. From stunning websites to powerful marketing, they've got you covered. Startups or established businesses, they are your one-stop solution. Visit worldbosshq.com. That is W-O-R-L-D-B-O-S-S-H-Q.com. And unleash your potential today. World Boss HQ Digital Marketing. Your online empire awaits. We are excited to bring you this world-exclusive teaser from Bad Rabbit Pictures and Movie Pods. They are presenting Age of Prophecy, a sci-fi fantasy podcast done in the style of the radio dramas of yesteryear. Coming soon to all streaming platforms. Visit www.moviepods.com or www.theanukechronicles.com for all the release dates. You won't want to miss this one. Your myths were born from our history. Let's check it out. Life, a vile, messy sequence of events before we die. All designed for something beyond us. It has to be, or else what's the point? You don't know me, but I know you. I am responsible for your triumphs and miseries. Zira and Lilzor, and to truly understand your own story, you must know mine. Your myths were born from my history. Now, an exciting message from our sponsors. When I decided to launch this podcast, I had the tools to find talent and market the show, but needed a skilled editor to bring it all to life. That's when I turned to Jacob Daly at redhawk.uk. His collaborative approach and swift revisions transformed my vision into reality. Redhawk.uk, your one-stop solution for creative content services. Reach out to them. Hi there, and welcome back to Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We are here with Jay Garcia on Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. So Jay, I do have another question for you, which I'm hopeful you will share transparently. I know that you mentioned with the cast and um, agent situation is definitely something that you're interested in um, getting to know more about. No VPN director of his division. He is not looking to leave. He just wants to learn about it, you know, just in case they're listening in because, you know, people, especially on corporate are just like, Jay has given his resignation. No, he hasn't. (laughs) (laughs) He just just wants to know more about casting. Um, 
But can you tell us about any outside projects you work on? Mm. Um, some of the stuff that I do offline or just kind of? Yeah, not related to the job. Okay, I'm going to say it because I know it. Jay has a, a wonderful swimwear line. So I wanted you to maybe talk to people about that and how long you've been with that whole um, fashion section. I'll tell you a story because I always love telling stories. And then, you know, since I'm in entertainment, we love telling stories. How long uh, is the story? Is it like 10, 15 minutes? Because oh, no. I'm just wait, joking. Wait, wait, As wait, a writer, wait, I'm long-winded. Go. <laughs> so uh, uh, me and my twin brother, we, this is back in 07. We decided to like, start our own mail collection, you know, mm -hmm. uh, line, because, you know, I'm a pretty small guy, I have a small frame. So, you know, nothing ever fit inside, you know, when we were going to Nordstrom or to mm -hmm. at Macy's or Bon Marche, that's what they call it now, or back mm -hmm. then. And so we decided, you know, let's just make our own mail collection of stuff. So we ended up starting that uh, for a few years. And then, uh, a couple of years later, my brother decided to sell half the company, the other half of the company to me. And he ended up getting into photography, which he became like this international photographer. He started shooting for like Maxim magazine and Lowrider and Inked magazine and all these really cool magazines. And, and I ended up deciding to change the, change the um, company to a women's collection where okay. it would be just strictly swimwear and clubwear. Nice. Um, I think that women love to wear unique things. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I, sure love, do. I love, you know, I love designing. I don't do designing anymore just because work has got me so busy here at Paramount, but I do it now as a hobby and I'm still, I'm still doing it as a hobby because, mm -hmm. because I, I, I love making people feel good. And I can't let go of that passion just because it's just, I just, I just, I just love fashion. You know, it's just Absolutely. integrated into my life. So that's one of the, the, one of the off projects I do have. My twin brother and I do a lot of things together as far as in projects that we collaborate on. And the other ones that, you know, we are, are doing is we, my brother and I are um, cigar and whiskey influencers. So we I love that. go to all these cigar events. We hang out with some really cool, really cool people, whether they're celebrities or, um, you know, athletes. These guys are always smoking cigars. They're at the cigar lounges. So we always like to go meet these people. And I'm going to tell you this quick story and it has to, it relates to the whole film industry because a lot of. Hold that moment. Hold the moment because we need to know about the swimwear line. In oh, case yeah, somebody yeah. Uh, wants to support your business, you know, and if there's a website and you still have inventory, it might be someone out there that would love to wear something. From sure. Oh yeah. So, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to circle back. Sorry to my fashion thing. So the whole, I named it after my dad mm -hmm. and it's, Obviously, my last name is Garcia, but my dad's name is Jay Soriano Garcia. So I took his his middle name, which is Soriano, and I just kind of made it into Jay Soriano Collection. So if you actually go type in just the letter J and then Soriano, kind of like the Sopranos, but 
the Soprano TV show, but it's Soriano with an I um, and minus the P. You'll and collection. You add that collection. Spell it out for the people. That's spell it out for the people. Yeah, if you Google it, I'm probably the first one that pops up. That's if you look up my name, it, it'll probably pop up there. Okay. So you'll see. You'll see it. Um, and you'll probably see like some of my other Facebook stuff on there too, and some okay. of the some of the photo shoots that I've done. You'll you'll see it all on there. Um, nice. I've done. You know, I've done everything from Portland Fashion Week to Seattle Fashion Week to New York. I got invited to go to Singapore Fashion Week, but um, I didn't get to do that. I went to Vancouver Fashion Week. So, and and it's it's been great since I'm kind of like still in the game. It's been over 10 years since I've been still in the fashion game. But I, like I said, I do it more as a hobby now than, you know, doing it as a business. But it was, it was great designing and making people feel good and, you know, seeing them, you know, uh, seeing them wear my, wear my designs, you know, and the collection. I and I got to go to Nordstrom's. I just decided, you know, it just wasn't the route that I wanted to, to go. Um, mm -hmm. I just kind of kept it as, as the brand that it is. And, you know, went from there. Which is a brand that it is, that is exclusive. <laughs> An exclusive yeah. brand is what we call it, but getting back into the cigar and whiskey thing, because I know yeah. that you are an enthusiast so, of that. Yeah, so there, um, are, three really that I, there are three things that I, I do most of the time. It's here at Paramount. Okay, that just, that just, that's just my life here at Paramount. And then obviously, you know, on the weekends or when I have time, I do my fashion thing. And mm -hmm. then the other, I would say, I don't know, 60% is... Um, is uh or actually would more than 60%. So I'd say more like 25, 30% is mm -hmm. the cigar whiskey things. Cause my brother and I travel all around the country. We go to all the cigar events. We meet really cool people like celebrities and actors that like to smoke cigars. Mm -hmm. And um so my brother and I support different brands of the cigar industry. And sometimes we kind of wrap them as a company. So since we smoke all their cigars, we just kind of know, you know, what what blends they are. Um, and we kind of educate people if they want to get into cigar smoking, we kind of teach them how to, the, the proper etiquette, how to proper light, cut and light a cigar. So that's some of the cool um, things that we do um, on the, on, as a hobby. I love One that. One of the things that I want to say was, and it kind of relates to the whole film industry because I, if I'm sure, some people whoever watched this this show will know this name because I I was actually kind of in awe when I was talking to him. <laughs> I was in Manhattan not too long ago, um, last November. I was mm -hmm. at the cigar lounge and it's called Caveman Cigars. I'm gonna put these guys on the map because these guys are super, super cool. <laughs> I love that. Um, I was, yeah, I was actually in uh, lower Manhattan. I go there, I'm sitting down and the manager goes, hey, you can't sit there. And I go, why? And he's like, the, the councilman of New Jersey sits there. That's his seat. You're so like, I, so I was like, okay. So I ended up sitting table next, next to that table. Mm -hmm. The councilman and his buddies come in and they basically sit down at the table and they see me sitting by myself and they're like hey you know would you would you do you want to you want to sit with us and i was like yeah sure, why not yeah. I, I didn't even know who these guys were okay? <laughs> I, just, I, just kinda, 
my job, you know, I was just kind of there having a good time. And mm -hmm. my, my, you know, my boss said, Hey, you know, take the rest of the week off, explore New York, go do whatever. Mm -hmm. so and so you did your pastime, of course, which oh, is, I, did, I had to do my <laughs> right. So I was like, I got to go to the cigar lounge. So <laughs> I go there and, um, there was like probably like five or six people at this table. One of them was a high security guy who has his own business and he does, he, he's like a security guard for like athletes and politicians and stuff like that. And then you've got the councilman in New Jersey um, who's sitting next to me and, and he, he asks me like, Hey, you know, like, so what are you doing here? What do you do? And I said, Oh, I work for Paramount. I'm just here for the week visiting my New York office. And he's like, and the guy, the security guy goes, hey, you must know my best friend. I'm like, who the hell is that? And he goes, hey, you work for Paramount? I'm like, yeah. And he goes, he's like, dude, my best friend is is um, is actually um, in your movie. I'm like, who's who's your best friend? He's like, dude, he's like, I go, he goes, Isai Morales. And I'm like, who in the heck is that? Right? And I, I'm looking to, I'm like, Ooh. oh, so if you know, like La Bamba, 21 Jump Street, he was in CSI New York. Oh. Uh, he's actually the main villain in Mission Impossible 7 and 8. Oh, my goodness. That's so, so he's Tom Cruise's counterpart. So he's the villain. And Tom Cruise is the good guy, right? Oh and my so he's going against Ethan. And but it's funny. So he so that's dope. Tony goes, hey, he was like, man, you got to know him. I'm like, okay. So he calls up Esai Morales. Okay. <laughs> You're like, last November they were filming. I think they were like in Croatia. He calls Esai Morales and he hands me the phone, and he goes, he goes, dude, man, talk to Esai Morales, man. I'm like, hello, and he goes, hey, this is Esai Morales, man. I want to thank Paramount, da 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 da, for. I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm not in, I'm not in casting. I'm not on the theatrical side. I work in corporate, but I was like, hey, you know what? Appreciate. Congrats. I was like, I'm I'm starstruck right now. Thank you so much for you know taking the time if possible. And he's like, Yeah, man, we're we're wrapping up with Tom Cruise right now. Um, but I just want to say, he goes, dude, if you can get me some more gigs, because you know, he was like one of those actors that was, you know, um, you know, you don't see much of Isai doing movies anymore, you know, mm -hmm. but he lived in New York. But, anyways, at the time, going back to my whole cigar thing, it it was it was, I was just surprised, like, you know, he the knew access you get from just doing, just like being there and yeah. hanging with this guy that I hardly ever knew that I just met that night. And he, yeah. knew Wallace, and he you know, hand me the phone. I, I literally had to screen pick, I had to screenshot this, the phone because I was like, oh my God, I'm talking to Eastside Morales. And I talked <laughs> to him for 10, 15 minutes. And um, I think at the time, Isai thought that I was in the movie side of the business. And he goes, hey, man, if you can, like, plug my name in and mm -hmm. you know, the gigs, da, da 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 I'm like, I'll do my best, I guess. You know, it's, <laughs> it's up. But uh, we ended that conversation. He's like, he's like, dude, enjoy enjoy the night with my friends. He goes, that's the place where I, I go smoke cigars, too. And caveman cigars, right? Oh, and, and, it was, and he goes, dude, you're in good hands. So it was it was an actual, I mean, it was a great experience just to hang out with these guys and you know, just learn about them. And you just don't you just never know who you're gonna meet in um 
in the cigar industry. I, I mean, I've met some really cool athletes like um, Buster Rhymes. I've yeah. met, you know, Carl Malone, you know, the mailman from Utah Jazz. Yeah. Um, gosh, Alonzo Mourning. Um, he was in, we were just in Vegas not too long ago and he was at this cigar lounge and everybody was there. I mean, everybody was there. was just having a good time, just networking, getting to know about their life. And, and that's all we do. You know, when we're out, you know, having our favorite drink and smoking mm -hmm. our favorite cigar, that's what we do. And people may not know this, but if you're, if you want to, you know, meet some really cool influential people, that's where we're at. We're just hanging out in these cigar lounges. I know people, I know some people are against smoking and all that good stuff, but. Yeah, but they know, have wine in there too. You don't have to smoke. <laughs> everybody has like their own, um, everybody has, their, I'll just say this. Everybody has like their own voice, vices. Yes. Um, and their own therapy. And that's, that's, that's my therapy. You know, I have a great, a good cigar and a good glass of scotch, you know, at night and call it a day. You know, and if you yes. think about it, it goes back to what I originally said, which is taking care of yourself mentally and physically, being able to decompress, you know? So oh, if that's yes. cigars and whiskey. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's whatever it is, it's just something to help uh, with your mental and um, physical clarity for yourself. So and, and I love them. Make no mistake about it. I, even though I, you know, do all of these things, I still keep up with you know, I, I work out almost four days a week. I do running. I'm a very mm -hmm. active person. I, I run, I bike, I go hiking with my friends. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you, you, you also, you got to keep up with those things. If you want to do these things that you love doing and you're passionate about, you've also got to have balance, right? You also got to have like a good, you know, um, a good physical, you know, you got to keep up with your physical, you know, um, health mental health too. Yeah. Not only but mental health. Um, so now guys, did you notice how much Jay lit up over here talking about his pastime, which is amazing. And you can understand what brings him joy in life, which is an excellent thing. It sounds like he's in the career that he loves. And also he's doing his pastimes that he loves. And I think for those that are watching, um, it's important to find those mentors to find things that you're passionate about because it no longer becomes work, right? And Jay, I just really appreciate you being here. We definitely are going to have to link up again. Listen, Issa oh, Morales, Issa Morales, if you're listening to this, I am horrible with names, okay? Everybody knows that. I am horrible. If he would have said, as soon as he said Mission Impossible, I was like, oh, I know that guy. So- Please excuse me. And Jay also didn't know the name, just so FYI. So if you're mad at us, also know that Jay, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> but I always tell people, you never know who is going to be listening to this, who is going to be inspired by conversations with filmmakers. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Jay, um, for bringing your knowledge. Yes. And when you become a casting agent, I'm going to say, Jay, bring your butt back here to tell us more about your experience. And um, I do appreciate you for being here, honestly. You're welcome. You're welcome, Bonte. Anytime, anytime. <laughs>
You've just tuned into an episode of Conversations with Filmmakers podcast. We'd like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their knowledge. This has been a production of Vonti Pictures, hosted by me, Vonti McRae, a screenwriter and producer. We'd also like to thank Bad Rabbit Pictures for the animated content and creator of upcoming podcast, Age of Prophecy along with our sponsor, RedHawk.uk, with all episodes being edited by Jacob Daly, director, producer, and a man of many talents. Come back next week as this saga continues for the Conversations with Filmmakers podcast.